Welcome to a special In the Money Players podcast. This is focusing on the Aqueduct Pick 6 with a carryover for Friday afternoon, November 11th, Veterans Day. want to honor all that have served, and we appreciate your service. Nick Tamaro here to cover this Pick 6, joined by Blake Jesse. Blake, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, got a changing of the seasons here. There's uh, some warm weather in the Midwest, and now the uh, cold weather's moved in, and uh, it's time to stay inside and bet some Pick 6s. Sounds like the plan. Let's get right after it because these uh, races are actually just a couple hours away from starting. The first leg is a $40,000 New York bred maiden claimer at a mile on the main track. This will be an all main track pick six with the uh, forecast for rain. The racing office astutely scheduled the two turf races early in this opening leg. We've got a field of seven going postward. We do have the advantage of having scratches at this point. Blake, how are we going to get it started? Yeah, this is a, uh, you know, not a, a great race to sink your teeth in from a betting perspective, but um, no killers, but, you know, several that, uh, you know, look like they have a shot to win in here. Um, you know, kind of Captain Obvious here with the three central pride, uh, nine to five on the morning line, uh, picking up Joel Rosario, you know, coming in with short rest, but the numbers, you know, fit here. So definitely one you got to use. The other one, uh, the others that I'm interested in using on the A line here is the five steerage. Uh, ran in and off the turf race last time, but, you know, made a good account of himself and, uh, put up a 60 buyer. So anything around that, uh, you know, back in this spot, you know, is going to be awfully tough. So the five steerage definitely using the other horse I'm going to use on the A line, Nick is the outside horse morning, uh, second choice on the morning line, Burt, Burt, Burt. And, you know, this one's making its second start off the layoff and just makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Barely missed last time. So three, five, and seven for me on the A line. I do want to talk about a couple other horses, though, uh, getting started here. This is, uh, like I said, a very bad race. Um, you know, my opinion is that bad horses will win bad races. And with that being said, I'm looking at the two horse Salty Air. Um, you know, first time gelding, first time Lasix, uh, had tried the maiden special weights three times. Uh, nothing really to speak of, but uh, I like, uh, you know, that they're trying, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get the horse to run and they've, they've got some good morning workouts, um, you know, taking the blinkers off. So going to try the salty air on the backup line. Uh, and the one other horse is the first time starter, the six, uh, Chow Bello, um, you know, shipping in from, uh, over at Monmouth. So just give this one a shot on the backup line. Derek Ryan does well with uh, first-time starters, has a positive ROI of $6.32. So just, uh, you know, want to make sure I get some protection to uh, get this thing lifted off. Yeah, I thought that makes a lot of sense. I had the uh, the five and seven listed as A's. I preferred steerage just slightly to Bert, Bert, Bert. I don't love the race Bert, Bert, Bert is coming out of that Central Pride was as well. Rail was good that day. Central Pride really rode the rail all the way into the stretch before he angled out and made a brief bid. Terra Nova already brought him back on the turf. Now brings him back on pretty short rest, switching surfaces. Notable that Rosario is off his mounts today. Um, I don't remember exactly who the replacement is here. I want to say Dylan Davis, but um, he has been off the last couple of days, including today. Um, I have the one, two, three, and six listed as backups. I basically used all as backups um, because it felt to me like it could be just about anybody. This will be Manny Franco, by the way, on Central Pride, who uh, comes back again on short rest. So I have you with the three, five, seven as A's and the two, six as backups, correct? That's correct. 
perfect. Let's go to the second leg in a mile on the main track. $50,000 starter allowance runner. Scratch the one Galliano as well as the four Monshun. Is this as simple as Tough Street taking this field wire to wire? Are you believing in another Randy Persaud improved performance from Mia Bayasar? Or where else are we going? Yeah, you know, it's interesting here. At, at first glance, I wanted to try and beat uh, Tough Street here for Chad Brown. Um, you know, the problem here is that the four moonshine is scratched and that was the, uh, other early speed drawn to the inside of tough street. Now it just appears that tough street's going to have a, uh, commanding lead and, uh, kind of dictate things up front. So with that being said, I've got the five as an A in here. I'm going to use one other horse on the A line and that's so for Adada. Um, just looks like a horse that, uh, you know, could come forward here, uh, you know, had a big figure last start over at Parks. So if it can bring that form over here to New York, I, I think the two, uh, so Adata has a big shot in here. And, you know, Nick, Randy Persuati is making, uh, with the six, Mia Bia star, he's making his fourth start here in 30 days. And I'm just uh, totally against this one. I'm going to toss it, try to beat it. Um, I, I just think this one may be a little over the top coming in. Yeah, Randy Persaud, worth noting, uh, won yesterday and paid, I think, $27. Also just missed with a 28-1 to 1 shot. It is the annual uh, flurry of good performances from the Randy Persaud barn. One of the things that you've seen with his horses is that they often run well when they get jockey changes to Eric Concel and Javier Castellano. This horse, once again, will be ridden by Castellano. I, I felt like it was uh, pretty much... Not a foregone conclusion, but I thought Tough Street would be really, really tough to beat here. I ended up using the three three and six as backups. Felt like you didn't really have to go terribly deep. I think Chase and Bryn is a little little interesting. Second off the layoff, rallied well into a slow pace last time out. I know Mia Bayastar was well clear of that rival at the finish, but I do think this one could be set for a little bit better effort. Second off the layoff probably benefits from the move to a mile as well. So 2-5 for you with uh, with any backups? No, just going 2-5 there. There we go. Let's go to the third leg, race six for two-year-old maidens. This was a six-horse field. Now it's a three-horse field. Take out the three, four, and six. You know, Blake, I don't really have much to say. I'm going to use all three of them. I'm going to use them equally. I have no lean among this three, and I would feel like a complete idiot if I relegated one to a backup slot and they won. I totally understand that. I mean, it's tough to uh... – you know, get a gauge on anything in here when you got, uh, you know, three horses that, you know, collective one start between the three of them. With that being said, um, I'm, I may be, uh, you know, reaching here a little bit, but I, I'm going to single the five lone a, um, you know, the only horse to have some, uh, experience it was on the turf, albeit, but you know, what I don't like about the one and two is, you know, they've been on the work tab since, you know, July in the middle of the summer. And, you know, it's, it just speaks that maybe they're not quite ready and they're just putting a start in to try to, um, you know, get the, the light bulb to come on, so to speak. So I, I'm going to take a shot and single the five here and uh, turn the page. Single the five, no backup. Just roll that. No way. backup. That's correct. Okay. That's keeping it simple in what will be a three horse race. Let's go to the back half of this pick six sequence race seven at a mile on the main track. We do not have any scratches out of here. We're going to have a field of eight, Go postward. Where'd you land, Blake? Yeah, this is a competitive, uh, you know, 1X allowance here for New York breads. And, um, you know, the outside horse, Ocean's Reserve, appears to have a uh, pace edge on his rivals here. Going to be able to, um, you know, 
what appears to have a, uh, you know, the most early speed, but being drawn outside feels like it's an even bigger edge for the horse to be able to um, look what his uh, foes are doing and uh, react accordingly. So I- I'm going to use the eight as an A in here. The other horse that is a lot of uh, intrigue to me is rhymes like dimes, the four, um, you know, Safi's uh, gave this one a couple of months, but I tell you what, it has been blazing up the morning workouts. So uh, I look for this one to run a big race. So rhymes like dimes and the eight oceans reserve or A's in here. Um, you know, there's a lot of parody after that for me. Um, I'm backing up with the two dangerous edge, uh, the three great workout and the 742 ace. Um, and speaking of the 742 ace, Nick, do we have a rider change for the seven? We do. The rider of 42 ace will be Irad. Irad. Okay. So that, that's a big, uh, Rider change. Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to go ahead and move the seven up to the A line. I'm going to go four, seven, eight as A's and two, three as backup. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I thought Rhymes Like Dimes was really interesting. The other thing that might help Rhymes Like Dimes substantially is the the wet track. There is supposed to be some rain around noontime, one o'clock or so. and, And obviously his big effort, two starts back up at Saratoga, came on a wet track. He was third. Behind price discipline and boss making boss moves, boss making boss moves came right back uh, a month later and won the Albany. And rhymes like dimes was given a little bit of time off by Safi. He is twenty six percent with dirt routers off sixty to one hundred and twenty day layoffs. Good for a two thirty four ROI. And the reason why that matters is because this horse ran well two back off of a comparable layoff. And so he's obviously a horse that probably does a little bit better with some time. I'm going to use 42 Ace as my other A, thinking that he might be the speed of the speed. I'm hoping that Irad is a little bit aggressive with him early. He's got a couple of wins on wet tracks as well, right over this oval. So that could be a little bit beneficial. I don't have a big lean against Ocean's Reserve. My problem is that he seemed to find clever ways to lose on a number of occasions. And then he just simply wired a really, really bad field. And, and I think he's going to be overbet based on that. I'll use him as a backup. I've got four and seven as eight. I'll back up with the two, three, six, and eight. I'm going to keep it uh, really as wide as possible because we've got a little bit of narrow coverage in some of the earlier legs. Let's go to race eight. Two more to go in this pick six sequence. I am going to treat this as if one of the two Linda Rice runners drawn towards the inside will get the job done. Worth noting here, scratch the four. Sister Annie changed the jockey on dealing justice to Manny Franco, again with Joel Rosario off his mounts. I felt like the combo of Fouet and uh, and Peace of My Heart would really get it done. My, what I hoped is that all the speed on paper really materializes because basically every other horse in this race has some amount of speed. I think they're a little too quick for self-isolation. She'll probably drop back and make one run, which you'd anticipate a little bit on the cutback. But Peace of My Heart really holds all the cards. She was a little too close last time, had the misfortune of running into her razor-sharp stablemate Betsy Blue. Now she's going to be able to sit back and make one run under Jose Lascano. And I think if you use the one and two, you've got the best speed and the best closer. I'm going to try and keep it relatively simple and roll with those two, planning on one of them getting the job done. Where did you go, Blake? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I am going to go with a lone A in here with the two piece of my heart. Like you alluded to, there's just so much early speed in here that uh, Lescano just uses his thinking cap just a tiny bit. He's going to work out a good trip in here and, uh, you know, should get first run on these. Uh, With that being said, I did think the six um, self-isolation did have a little bit of, um, you know, ability to stalk 
um, doesn't have to have the lead, so to speak. I was just worried if, you know, he would have enough early lick to keep up with these. But that being said, I'm going to go two as a lone A piece of my heart. The only other two that I'm going to uh, back up with is the one Foyette and the six self-isolation. But I got a strong opinion here with the two piece of my heart. I like it. I agree, obviously, based on uh, what I had said already. And that gets us to a really tricky and difficult nightcap at seven furlongs on the main track. I thought this was a super competitive race and that you could go a variety of different ways. Obviously, David Aragona felt similarly in making the morning line with Breadman, a very tepid five to two favorite. How are we going to close this thing out? Yeah, um, you're going to need some coverage, in my opinion, to close this out. This is just a very tough two life uh, bottom level claimer that um, you know, for whatever reason is at the last leg of our pick six today. So, um, I think that the, uh, the strongest horses are in the middle of the uh, pack here, the five, six, um, the five, six and seven are the A's that I'm going to lean on here. Uh, you know, Napaw, Chatterpaw, the layoff, you know, nothing to really speak of in here, but you know, the horse is, you know, working well, has two bullet breezes, uh, coming into this. Um, Javier does take the call. I like seeing that. Uh, Breadman, you know, has the best figures on paper. Just, you know, always, uh, you know, worry about big drops like this is getting blinkers on as well. So, uh, five and six definitely, uh, are using the other horse I'll use is the seven slow decision. Um, this one's getting the bug boy and I figures to, you know, try to go to the lead early and, uh, play catch me if you can and try to last as long as possible. So five, six and seven is A's in here, Nick. But after that, um, as budget allows for everybody, uh, I'm going to be using the two, the four, the eight and the nine to back up. So, uh, just a tough race to close things out. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, my hesitation with a horse like slow decision, and I try not to be overly prejudiced in this scenario, but this is a horse who was claimed for 25, one for 40, ran for 40 again, and is now in for 16. I get it. They're, they're basically out for the claim. But um, this is a horse that they're obviously trying to get rid of. It would be ideal if he won as well. But uh, yeah, they're they're trying to they're trying to get to move on. I picked BC Glory Days. I kind of I admit I've kind of had a thing for this horse since he got claimed by Oscar Barrera the third. Who incidentally his barn has gone much better in the last uh, forty five days or so. This horse ran the best race by a mile two starts back. I mean he was right on top of a super hot pace. He made it a really really early move, reached the front and then collapsed in the final seventy yards. That's how he ended up running fourth. Last time out, I felt like he was wide much of the way. He ducked back inside in upper stretch. That was a day where being inside was beneficial. Inspiration Point ran better, but you're going to get four times the price on BC Glory Days. That's why I, I preferred him slightly. I'm going to use the three, six, and eight as A's as well. I, I thought that 40 Comets was a little interesting. This horse's maiden win came in wire-to-wire -wire fashion on this track. There's really not a lot of speed in here, and I'm wondering if he might be able to take advantage of that. You know, I, I think you're, you could kind of look around coming out of the gate and wait for somebody to take the initiative. I'm hopeful that Jose Lascano goes ahead and does it. The horses he ran against last time, Joey Loose Lips and, and Mr. Candy Rack, they're a lot better than these horses. The 25 to 16 drop I think is significant because 16 is the basement. And so this is a horse who I think is going to run a lot better uh, than it might look on paper. I also thought you kind of had to use Breadman because his two dirt races, I mean, they came against Tapazirance and Dr. Ardito. Those were horses that obviously wouldn't qualify for this race, but if in some fictional world they did, they'd be one to 10. So he has to get a little bit of a look 
on the uh, surface, which is well. And again, I thought Inspiration Point ran well. I like uh, Chris Engelhart's numbers cutting back. This is a horse who's probably at his best when he can settle and make one run. I don't really have any anti-opinions in here. I think one of the horses that's going to take a lot of money that I really don't have a lot of interest in is Vancouver Doro, mainly because the only reason people are going to bet him is the, the trainer switch to Jose Camejo. Jose Camejo has great numbers with trainer switches, but those numbers really weren't amassed in New York. So I, I'm, I'm a, I'd be a little bit more hesitant. I'm going to use that one as a backup. I basically am using the field here. I've got two, three, six, and eight as ace and four, five, seven, nine as backups. Um, so that is how I will close out this sequence. Anything more to add on this pick six, Blake? Uh, not on this pick six. No, I was just going to say there is another force out today on the uh, Salkies at the Meadows. So, uh, you know, I just uh, always want to take advantage of these uh, plus EV situations. We will encourage everybody to take a look at at Hong Kong Blake on Twitter so that they can get all the info they need on the Meadows and anything else that might be a lucrative wagering opportunity. Always one to keep an eye on all of those. Thanks, my friend. Best of luck. Same to you and good luck to everybody out there today. And a big thanks to all of you, our In The Money Media listeners. Be sure to like, subscribe, do all the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts. If you are an In The Money Plus member, we thank you for your membership and we really appreciate it. Hopefully you felt satisfied with the Breeders' Cup coverage. I know an email went out asking you uh, to more or less survey the coverage that we had. I was pretty heavily involved in it, so hopefully you had some satisfaction. And a big thank you to the New York Racing Association for their sponsorship of this podcast. Be sure to play at nairabets.com. Nick Tamaro here for Blake Jesse. Until next time, best of luck.